Hello and welcome to the MIT Press Podcast. My name is Chris Gondek. Well, it's a new year and the MIT Press is going to be changing a little. Don't worry, we will still be bringing you interviews with authors of upcoming books, but we are adding new content from the journals division of the press. The MIT Press publishes many of the world's top academic journals, and future episodes of this podcast will focus on their content and their mission. To that end, the first MIT Press podcast of 2018 is with Olaf Sporns, the editor of Network Neuroscience, a quarterly open access online journal, which can be found at www.mitpressjournals.org backslash N-E-T-N. Olaf Sporns is Distinguished Professor, Provost Professor, and Robert H. Schaefer Chair of the Department of Psychological and Brain Sciences at Indiana University, Bloomington. He's the author of Networks of the Brain and Discover the Human Connectome, which are both published by the MIT Press. Stay tuned after the interview for more information about the show. Olaf Sporns, thanks for being on the MIT Press podcast today. Thanks for having me. So what was the impetus for starting Network Neuroscience? Well, uh, it, the impetus was that there's a new field forming in the intersection of, on the one side, you know, neuroscience, science of brain and behavior, and on the other side, uh, quantitative tools, theories that are sort of in the space of complex systems and networks. And the intersection between these two areas has been growing tremendously over the past decade or so. And, and yet, as, as, as someone who's, who's was in the area from the beginning, it's it's always kind of difficult to find the right venue, the right community to go to with your work because either you go to the computational people or you go to the to the to the brain people, but you're never quite at home. And so, um, building on my personal experience with PLOS over the years and and at my advocacy for open access, I started talking with MIT Press about starting a journal, but also a journal that would be a community uh, that is in that intersection. And we decided after some back and forth to call it Network Neuroscience. So both Network Science and Neuroscience as distinct uh, disciplines had been around for a long time. I, oh, yeah. I, got a, I got a sense from what I was reading that maybe one of the reasons why a journal like Network Neuroscience should come into play is that there's been not only advances theoretically in, in, in network science, but a lot more technological advances in neuroscience, which allows uh, people who are running experiments and doing research to quantify the theories that they might find in network science. Is it true that there's that, that might be one of the drivers is technological yes. sophistication? I, I entirely agree with you. Neuroscience has expanded tremendously over the past uh, several, several years, last couple of decades, and the data sets that are pouring out of the recording uh, devices and techniques that are now being deployed from optical recording to imaging, brain imaging, to behavior, to dense, very dense behavioral assays. They are so voluminous now. They are so, uh, you know, big data is a buzzword here. They are, they are so challenging. We really do need um, uh, co certainly computational tools, but also I would argue with theoretical ideas and theoretical frameworks to really make sense of these data. And, one of the domains that is, I think, very promising, has been very, very uh, um, productive over the past few years, is that area of, of complex systems and networks. And so, yeah, it's 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 really driven by by the advances in network science, which is more on the physics and computation side, that are now being deployed on the data side of neuroscience to make sense of of our very challenging, and high volume and and, and very comprehensive observations that we're now able to make. Now, I'm certainly not in neuroscience, but I've done a little bit of reading in this. And so 
guide me through this. I, if, for somebody who is not in the field, I get a sense that one of the things that's really interesting about network or science, beyond just the the advantages and the and the things that are happening currently with all the new innovations, is that when you think about the brain and how a brain could network operate as a network, there's so many ways. I mean, you could think from the smallest part of the brain, like a cellular or neuron level, all the way to like actual different parts of the brain. So is it that if we think about it in terms of the brain and the, the smallest microsystem versus like larger chains, that there are networks going along along all these parts of the brain and just trying to figure out where those connections are? And is that accurate? That's a very, a very appropriate point. And that's sometimes I say jokingly, it's networks all the way down, you know, uh, net networks. Uh, and that's, I think, uh, something that we want to capture with the journal. The, the topic of networks in the brain really covers uh, very different levels of scale, uh, all the way from, you know, social networks and networks of individuals as they engage in collective behavior, all the way down to the kinds of molecular genetic regulatory networks that we uh, see engaged in developmental and other processes in cells. And and uh, the, the, the exciting thing, I think, uh, and that's where our journal comes in, is that uh, neuroscience is unfolding network neuroscience is unfolding on all these different levels and i think there is at least a, a set of common there's a common language here that, that that people who work on molecular networks and people who work on social networks employ there's a common set of tools and i have great hopes uh, that uh with network neuroscience prospering in our journal making a contribution creating a community that we will eventually have uh, much greater um, success in bringing these levels together and actually sort of unifying neuroscience again, which is, in my view, uh, a very balkanized discipline. You know, people who work on molecules never talk to people who study behavior. But here, there's actually a common, we have some common ground because networks, as a, as certainly as a tool, if not as a theory, are relevant at all these different levels. So that's fascinating to me. So what you're saying is that the holy grail is at some point that one could look at how an individual brain operates on a network science thing and then be able to extrapolate that into what some people might think is social psychology and what people seeing out there in the real world. So an article that we might read, say, in the next quarterly, which is looking directly at the brain five years from now could explain something that's happening in uh, like large groups in the real world. Absolutely. And that that is the contribution in an ideal setting that I think our journal would make. And that's what made it worthwhile for me to um, to, to start this a couple of years ago is, is to really create this community. Because currently in the current landscape, we have lots of journals, obviously, in neuroscience. And we have also now some some journals in, 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 in network science. But there's no journal right now that really is devoted to um, facilitating the formation of a community that is um, coming at at the brain and at behavior from different angles, but under a common uh, sort of uh, framework of, of networks and complex systems. And that to me is very important. I, I I sometimes jokingly say the brain is too important to be left to neuroscientists. You know, uh, I think we do need in, in neuroscience the input from our colleagues in physics, in uh, computation, in math, and applied math, in statistics, to really guide our ideas and organize our observations. And network neuroscience wants to be part of that. So let's talk about the community. Obviously, the strength of any journal is going to be the strength of its contributors. People listening to this who are in there doing research in neuroscience or network theory or the burgeoning world of network neuroscience, can you give me a sense of what you might be looking for as far as contribution? Yeah, we have a, we have five different types of articles that we've started out with. Uh, research methods, data, review, and perspective. 
Uh, research is sort of the the standard uh, mode of an article that reports original findings, whether they are from empirical research or computational or theoretical work. A research article uh, is really primarily devoted to reporting on some new original line of work that's been done and has findings attached. Methods are more uh, uh, important for people who want to share, let's say, uh, new tools they've developed, uh, new algorithms, new ways of analyzing data or modeling data or observing uh, the brain from a network perspective. I, I find methods articles very important for the field. They can be very influential because they allow people to um, report on, on new methodological advances and can move the field forward. I should add that for methods articles, we do require that whatever method is described is also being shared publicly and freely with the community. Then we have data articles. I sometimes feel that people who, who spend a lot of time collecting really important data sets don't get enough credit for reporting uh, on these data, how they were collected, how comprehensive the data are, what's covered, and also for sharing them. And this article type allows uh, people in the community to just report on, on interesting, uh, shareable data sets that they have collected and that they find will make an impact in the field. Review and perspective, probably self-explanatory. Reviews are meant to be scholarly, uh, uh, synthetic overviews of interesting topics in the field. Perspectives, which have been quite popular in the first year of the journal, actually, allow authors to take a, a more personal t uh, view on or express an opinion about an important issue in the field. Um, we've, we found that um, uh, research methods and perspective articles have been very popular in the first year. Uh, and uh, we hope to see more data articles in the future because I think that's something that's underappreciated in many journals. We now have a new thing, which is called a focus feature which is a, an, an, an organized collection of various articles. They can be reviews or research or methods articles under a common thread or a common topic that are guided by a set of either editors from the board or guest editors who are interested in, in pursuing this with us. Uh, we have one in progress that's going to come out early next year, or rather early this year, 2018, on connectomics. We have another one on bridging levels and scales. And we have another one that we've just approved that's going to come out, we hope, in 2019 on topological neuroscience. Um, all of those collections of articles will be, I think, quite uh, quite uh, insightful and provide a common, coherent perspective on something that's uh, a, major, a major issue in the field currently. So now the uh, journal itself can be found at mitpressjournals.org backslash NETN. But for people who are listening to this thinking, okay, well, I have an article I'd like to contribute, or if they would want to say, okay, is there a calendar to know how far in advance certain focuses are going to be and what they're going to be? How can they get in touch with you or with members of the journal to know how they can plan to either submit their research or think about future research that might fit a focus that might be coming up in the future? The simplest way to get in touch with us is through the journal office, uh, which probably uh, easiest to reach by email. And I believe that is that contact information is on our website, on the journal website. But authors should be absolutely feel free to contact me personally as well. Um, if uh, someone out there has an idea for a perspective or a review article, for example, definitely get in touch with me. Uh, or wants to uh, think about 
organizing a focus feature and as an interesting uh, topic uh, that is timely and, and interesting to the field at large, absolutely contact me directly, probably easiest by email uh, once again. And we are very, uh, we're working closely with people in the community. Um, we're um, engaged. Our editorial board is very uh, supportive, has been very, uh, uh, very highly engaged in, uh, in identifying interesting contributions. And um, really contact journal office or me personally and uh and uh and we can take it from there and and we've been we've been getting getting lots of uh, requests and, and discussions and uh and many of them have resulted in articles that are either still in review or, or have already come out so please definitely do that olaf sporns the editor of the mit press journal networks neuroscience thanks for being on the mit press podcast today thank you very much and that was olaf sporns talking about network neuroscience a quarterly open access journal published by the MIT Press. For more information about this and our other journals, visit www.mitpressjournals.org. For information about our book titles, please visit our webpage at mitpress.mit.edu. Don't forget the press can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.